0: Welcome to the Fabulous Broads podcast. Grab yourself a drink and join the conversation about life after 50. My name is Maria Manettis, and whether I'm solo or chatting with a guest, I'll be bringing you weekly stories of exploring and defining midlife one day at a time. Today, I am so excited to be chatting with Dr. Henriette Langdon, a bilingual language speech pathologist and fabulous brought I invited her to tell us her fabulous story today, and I hope you enjoy it.
1: Henriette, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Maria, for inviting me. Who does not like to talk about themselves?
0: Well... I certainly do, and I'm happy to have found a kindred
1: spirit that likes to talk about herself as well. Yay! And actually, it's the easiest thing to do when you think about it, but it might be also complicated because you don't know where to start. So I will just start by saying that uh, I am just, uh, when I look back on my life, I think it all comes back, uh, all the pieces come back into a whole puzzle. Because I was able through most of my life to do and work in an area that I have lived through, which is language. Language is really uh, the center of my profession as well as me. And I don't think that sometimes you find uh, possible to get a job that goes along with profession and passion uh, that is also very close to your own life. Uh, to begin with, I uh, come from a family who survived the Holocaust in Poland. And as a result of that, uh, my parents and grandparents survived and my mother did not want to remain in Poland. So We wanted to come to the United States, but we could not. I say we because I was born on the way. So we ended up being in Mexico. And so from very early on, I was exposed to more than one language and one culture. So my first words were both in Polish and Spanish. Then later on, my parents thought that they wanted to continue their European education, and we went to a French school, an immersion school, my brother and I. So I learned French from scratch. I had no, no knowledge of the language and the culture, of course. And then I learned English on the way, but it was a little later. And if you don't practice the language early on with peers, it's hard to have the genuine accent. That has been a little bit of my Achilles heel, but I guess uh, I'm okay. I think it's important to be intelligible. Oh,
0: I think you're more than okay. So tell me, how many languages do you speak?
1: I speak four.
0: Four and
1: languages. I, yeah, four languages, and I'm able to actually do my profession in all four with greater ease, of course, in English and in Spanish, but I have been fortunate to go to Poland in the last few years and lecture in Polish, and I actually finished yesterday. I have a very good friend in Poland who is a speech-language pathologist professor, writes in Polish and her area of specialty stuttering. So I finished writing, reading a chapter on stuttering in Polish yesterday, and I'm very proud and wrote some comments. And I was able, it was a very slow read, but it was very illuminating. And I'm finding that a lot of countries are keeping up with the Americans, you know, and the people who are ahead in our profession of speech language pathology.
0: Well, I think a, a large um, a spotlight is going to be turned on to stuttering with the current president elect Joe Biden uh, being a stutterer and having uh, overcome his sp- language difficulty and he has been so encouraging of of young people as i've seen along the campaign trails so i think it's wonderful and also that you were able to to read everything in polish which
1: is fantastic yes because after all i know the i know the the terminology. It's just a question of applying it in, into Polish. Right. I, stuttering is not as usual as, uh, you know, other speech language disorders. Uh, and I'm currently treating one young boy. So it's all very helpful to me because I can read the latest and also learn. And that's one of the things that I've always enjoyed in my life is to continue learning. I have a lot of experience in the field. I've been there 45 years. I've had various types of, uh, uh, o- not occupations, but um, roles as a clinician, mm-hmm. as a supervisor, as a faculty member, right. several years. You said you also did some lecture. You were lectured as well. Um, In Poland and also um, in Mexico, not as many, but I did. uh, So I I have had experience being, um, you know, outside the United States and other countries emulate us, but they have their own research. And I've been very impressed with what Poland has done because Poland has as many uh people living there, their population is the same as California, about 32 million. Really?
0: So wow. I didn't know
1: high. that. Yeah, very little, very little. And it is as large as, I would say, Texas. So it is, uh, you know, one of the largest states in this country. The largest is actually Texas. Yes. And it's a, sm- a relatively a small population.
0: Yeah. Now, I know you mentioned that you... Um as a child you lived in mexico you've been to poland obviously been here to the united states what what's uh your favorite place you know your favorite destination that you've been to it sounds like you've traveled to many
1: countries uh yes i have i love going to europe mm-hmm. um uh i feel like uh it's part of me uh i have enjoyed my trips going to poland but i also have not, unfortunately, visited many other countries, uh, but throughout the years, I've been to. Um, I've been once to Guam. Oh, uh, that's before. far. That's really I, far. I, I as part of our program at San Jose State. It was thanks to my colleague who had a grant there, and she wanted me to teach students. They they speak Chamorro, but I don't. Right, right. But technically that, it's a U.S. territory, so you didn't stray too far. Okay, no, no. okay. but where else have I been? Well, the Caribbean, uh, and also I have to tell something to our audience, you know, uh, traveling is not only that your, your whole body goes to a different country. It means um, going through, like you say, literature, books, And you were mentioning that your son enjoyed Versailles. So for me, that was a beautiful place to visit. And the way I visited was to gorgeous pictures in our literature books in the lycée. So when I went to Versailles and I was a graduate student, that was many years ago, the way I looked at Versailles, I actually was a little disappointed because the Hall of Mirrors at that time, it was the early 70s, was not as shiny as the pictures of the book.
0: Well, you know they cleaned it up beautifully. I'm sure with Windex before they took all those photos. <laughs> you know when we went to Versailles, we took the train uh, from Paris and we walked across, and it was a very very rainy day. And oh. so I have a picture. We we travel uh, usually with another couple and their two children, and I have a picture of our boys standing in front of the palace, and they were all alone. There was no other tourists around, and the Hall of Mirrors had maybe 40 people in it as we were walking through. It was incredibly um, fortunate for us that we got to see everything, but we didn't get to visit the gardens that I had hoped.
1: Oh, yes. And also, you see, I remember also because in the French lycée we reviewed all the plays, Molière and uh, uh, Corneille. Um, all those plays, we did review those, and just to see the whole, it was a theater, just all, it all came together somehow.
0: Well, now I've noticed that there are a few, um, on Facebook, I have signed up for a virtual tour of the Amalfi Coast next Saturday, so I hope nobody calls me while I'm traveling next Saturday, as I'm sitting down with my glass of, of Italian wine, and Viewing the Amalfi Coast. There's so many different ways, like you said, to visit other places, be it reading a book and immersing yourself in a story or just looking at online videos and traveling. There's so many ways that you can educate yourself and visit places, even if you don't leave your armchair. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So tell me, you um, now... Oh, I did want to ask you. I always ask everybody this and I can't believe I forgot. Do you have a favorite cocktail or beverage? That's my favorite thing because I love yeah, cocktails. <laughs> I,
1: I, I was debating. I guess it it will be a margarita. Oh uh, yes, my favorite. My favorite and different types of margaritas that they we'll do in California, especially in Southern California, which is so close to not only Mexico but yes. other Latino countries. And uh, uh, I was going to say something. Oh about drinks in general. I forgot now. (laughs) Sorry about this.
0: Oh, that's okay. You can just chime in later on and let me know. But I, too, love margaritas, and actually, that sounds wonderful. Maybe if I do a travel video, if I watch a travel video on Latin America, I can just have a margarita
1: while I'm doing it. Yes, actually, my dream is, and my family, I I have traveled since my husband passed away almost nine years ago. Uh, My my daughter and uh, my son-in-law, have tolerated me, and the three of us have gone to many places, uh, including unfortunately we can 't go now because of covid but i like um, uh, I like to go on cruises, and there is a wonderful cruise. Uh, that goes throughout all the Spanish-speaking countries of South America, and that is on my on my list, bucket list to to try someday.
0: Oh, that sounds wonderful! I I have been on a couple of cruises, and one uh, we were very lucky with my husband. I got to go to Puerto Rico, which was. So beautiful. Had a tour of the old town. And it was, of course, anybody who knows me love knows I love my food. It was a food tour, a walking food and history tour of Old Town Puerto Rico. It was part of just a separate little aside thing that we did off a cruise. But you get to see so many wonderful places and you don't have to move around too much like with your hotels and I like that, and you don't have to
1: carry your suitcases. Exactly,
0: yes, yes. But I have boys, and luckily uh, I would like for them, now that they're old enough and strong enough, to hold my
1: suitcases for me. (laughs) I'm very spoiled my daughter and son don't do it
0: for me. That's perfect. (laughs) So tell me, um, now I read in your bio that um, you have partnered with your daughter. Yes. in private practice. So tell us a little bit about that, because now, you know, I my son uh, got married last year. I adore my daughter-in-law. She's wonderful. Uh, I have a grand puppy named Otis. No grandchildren yet, but I'm, you know, perfectly happy to wait for when they're ready. But it's a different dynamic, isn't it? When your children get married, it's it, you've welcomed somebody new into your family, and now you're working with your daughter. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yes, uh, actually, was very um, fortunate because, unfortunately, as my husband was uh, leaving this world, uh, Kevin, my son in law, came into the world. So it was like an easier passage. Unfortunately, you can't replace a person who leaves you, but no, of course. easier Therefore, very hard for my daughter, for me, but uh, we uh, welcomed the wonderful person into our family. And um, my daughter has seen me uh, being very passionate about my work as a speech pathologist, and she promised herself she would never be one. So she chose something which is very... um, compatible. She's a marriage and family therapist and a psychologist. And so I was always dreaming uh, somewhere as she finished her studies and her PhD, that we would be able to collaborate together because language and psychology and emotions are so tied together. So I had this idea of creating a uh, a business between the two of us. So um, I'm very fortunate that we get along very well. Uh, in creating ideas and uh, we've written a couple papers together. We have presented at major conferences together. I am learning a lot from her. And right now we have created a certificate, which is called the art of, um, of counseling for speech language pathologists, because we both feel, and actually my colleagues as well, that, uh, we have not received enough coaching on how to counsel clients. And we're going into a phase now where we need to understand the dynamics of thoughts in our clients. And I, even though language is so tied to thinking, it's not the same thing. So I'm very happy that we are developing this course and Hopefully, we'll get it going but that's one of the projects that, that we have developed the two of us and she sees her clients I see mine and we uh, collaborate by asking each other questions or sharing sometimes we share clients when possible so yeah. it's very rewarding that way
0: I imagine it would be I mean I, I how wonderful though that you can work together well and that you have the same passions, and you know, yes. not only that,
1: but you travel together. That's that's fantastic. I love those kinds of stories. Thank you, because we've been very fortunate. Now with COVID, um, I'm staying in, in their house, which is really mine, but they are using it and uh, they tolerate me.
0: <laughs> no, I can't imagine anyone tolerating. You're delightful.
1: I would just sit and talk to you all day. Come on. We also have two dogs. We I don't have any grandchildren yet. we're you know waiting, and uh dogs sometimes are very um good companions and I have to tell you a funny story talking about languages. Someone told me that she got a rescue, and that dog she could communicate with the dog, and it turns out that they didn't understand any English. But a friend of hers who spoke Spanish was able to have him or her, I don't remember, girl, boy, dog do things. So even dogs can be oh, goodness. You know, multilingual. I don't know if two languages, I haven't uh, tried it yet. But,
0: uh, that's funny. Uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, all of my children, my daughter-in-law and the puppy Otis came to take a, f- a family photo in our backyard for our Christmas card. And um, Otis, my grand dog, knows that I do not like it when he jumps on me. And so I say, Otis, don't jump on Yaya. Yaya is Greek for grandmother. And he sat and he just looked at me and he did not jump on me. (laughs) But my daughter-in-law tells him things like, look what Yaya got you, Otis. Yaya brought you dog treats or Yaya brought you a blanket. So now he knows I'm Yaya and don't jump on Yaya.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. That's very nice. We don't give credits to sometimes to animals and they are so um, giving. Yes. I would like, I would, my
0: husband does want a dog and I'm a little hesitant because uh, he works long hours and I would have to take care of the dog. And I feel like I'm just tired.
1: <laughs> of course. Yes.
0: But who knows? Maybe when the last son is out of the house, so have three boys, maybe when the last one is fully out of the house, maybe we'll need a dog. Probably you may like to have one, why not? That's right. So Henriette, what adventures await you? What is on your wish list besides going on your cruise? Once COVID is over, what
1: what are your what are your plans? Yeah, be feel a little more free. Yes. And be able to um right now we've enjoyed going to, you know, to go eat out somehow. That's a pleasure that we have. We are going to go on a couple of little trips over Christmas with caution to like, um, Las Vegas, not to gamble, but we just like to go there just to relax, and to Arizona next week to visit my son in law's f- family. So, what I wish, I would like to continue traveling. Uh, what else would I like to do? I would like to continue learning. I would like to, um, I've enjoyed very much going and speaking at conferences. You can do it now online, but it's not as much fun. That's one thing I've done a lot of throughout my career is to go out and give presentations all over the country. Um, so I've known a lot of places because of this, these opportunities.
0: Yeah, it's nice. I think in person you get the feedback, you know, from the audience. You get the questions. It's not just this screen, you know, that you're just talking into a screen. And people do that all day,
1: every day now. It's terrible. Children, you know, in my eyes. I don't know about you, but my eyes water because it's just focusing on this screen all the time.
0: Yeah, I'm not on the screen as much. um, But... I know my kids are with school you know I've got two in college and then my oldest son well he's a police officer so he's not on the screen really I mean unless he's writing something up he's on the street but my daughter-in-law is a teacher and it's all day every day you know it's hard
1: very hard on everybody but the important thing is that we stop having so many deaths fatalities
0: Whatever we can do to minimize that, if it just takes wearing a mask, believe me, I have dozens of masks in all sorts of colors to color coordinate with my outfit and everything. <gasps> Perfect. I love it. Always. That's very, very cute. But I, um, I think whatever we can do just to come out of this and make 2021 a better year for all of us, a healthier okay. year and a safer year for everyone
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just to our benefit, and maybe I'll have to learn another language because I speak two languages and then a little bit of French. No, no, no!
1: Give yourself a little more credit.
0: I can That's speak correct. a little bit of Italian, but I, I, you know, not that much. Mm-hmm.
1: That's very good, though. Greek is very difficult. Well. I- you're taping, but if you, when you finish taping, I want to tell you a, a very interesting book I read. Oh, uh, you can tell me now. We can tape it. Everybody should hear your stories. Uh, oh, thank you. There's a beautiful book called Helena. Do you know it? No. Have you read it? It has to do with a woman now. It's a little blurry in my head, but it has to do with the... Was there, and forgive my lack of uh, knowledge here, wasn't there a revolution of some sort in Greece like after World War II? Oh, you're,
0: I think you're talking about the book Eleni that was written by the yeah. grandson or the son yeah. of the woman. Yeah. Yes, yes. I read that, oh my gosh, maybe 30, Me long time ago, 30 years ago. Eleni, yes, uh, Eleni. yes. I love that book. Helena it, is just the other version of the name Elena. Yes. That, yeah.
1: Yeah. I I love that book. It it was amazing. I couldn't let it go. And it was about 30 years ago. Yeah. My mom passed it on to me.
0: I'll actually, now that you mention it, it's an excellent book. I'll put it in the show notes along with the website of your business, Sunflower Therapies. I'll make sure to note all that on there so people can find you in your Facebook page. And um, you're in, I think, Rancho Cucamonga, you said? yeah.
1: Have yeah. you ever been in the inland what they call inland empire? I had never been there until I moved. I used to be in Northern California.
0: I like, have been to Riverside, is that close? Yeah, close? I had I used to go on business uh, on a business trip I'd gone a couple of times to Riverside.
1: Yes. Yeah. And you may I ask, what is your business?
0: Well now I'm just a podcaster just
1: a but what was it before
0: oh before i used to work for an insurance company i did sales for a while i worked in um different companies just uh i'm good at sales <laughs> yeah, i like yeah. selling things so a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit here but i decided with this lockdown to start a podcast and this has been so fun i've met the most amazing
1: people what a great idea really why not i really really appreciate your uh taking the time to speak with me it makes me feel important well you are
0: important angriette and i'm so happy i can pronounce your name thanks to all of those french lessons i took in
1: high school Mais c'est très très peu madame très très peu. oui oui vous, um, pouvez, vous pouvez parler beaucoup mieux de ce que vous pensez je vous assure
0: Oh, merci beaucoup. (laughs) See, I'm going to have to go back to Paris now. That's it. Oh, Henriette, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a
1: pleasure. It was. uh, With you. you. Thank you. I wish you the best for the holidays with your family.
0: And you as well. Have safe travels. And the best of luck to you. And um, I look forward to keeping in touch with you. Please do. I will. Yeah.
1: Thank you. thank you very thank very you
0: good. and thank you to the fabulous broads who have joined us in listening today